Hello and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam. I hope you're having a productive Thursday. Today I'm talking all about Instagram growth strategies, what works, what doesn't, with Mindy Marsek of This Fairy Tale Life and Joy Social. And she's one of my favorite Disney bloggers, so I'm really excited to sit down and chat with her all about Instagram. So let's get started. Start by introducing yourself. Sure. Well, my name is Mindy Marzek, and I have a lifestyle and travel blog at thisfairytalelife.com. And I also do uh, small business blogging and social media coaching at joysocial.net. And I started my current, well, the first incarnation of my blog uh, back in 2011. And that was actually a blog called Budget Fairy Tale when my husband and I were planning our wedding at the Disneyland Resort. That because... is such a cute name. How was that not taken? Yeah, I know. I was shocked at that too. Oh my um, gosh, that's so good. Yeah, I had actually, uh, my husband and I got engaged and I was looking online for information about how to get married at Disneyland. And I just, there wasn't much out there. There was a lot for Walt Disney World, but not much for Disneyland in California. So... I wanted to start a blog, but I just couldn't find the right name. I didn't want to use the word Disney in it because I didn't want to confuse people thinking that I mm-hmm. was actually with Disney. And the name just came to me one day and I, I Googled it to make sure it wasn't taken. And then I set up a blog and published my first post. So that's how my first blog got started. And then I started writing about our wedding planning and people started finding me because they were also curious about how to plan a wedding at Disneyland. And my community and blog just kind of grew from there. And then after the wedding, I still like to write about Disney weddings, but I was like, I have to write about (laughs) different things on my blog. I I don't have any wedding planning to write about anymore. So I turned it into a lifestyle blog and I switched names to This Fairy Tale Life, um, which I felt I could still get away with writing about weddings under that name, but it also... I could switch to more of a lifestyle and my husband and I do a lot of traveling so I could write about our travels and uh, yeah, that's how it all got started. Yeah, I feel like a lot of bloggers can relate to that story. I know I started because I was in college and I liked writing about college and I didn't see a lot of other people doing that. So I was like, you know what? Here we are. And yeah, that just sort of developed until I was no longer in college. And then I was like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I switched to writing about blogging, freelancing, and just like, quote unquote, postgrad life, whatever that means. And I think that's true for a lot of bloggers where you sort of start writing about something because you can't really find it anywhere else. And I think that's a good reason to start. So the reason we're here today is because you have a great six-part series on influencer education. And so I really wanted to talk to you about Instagram growth strategies in like 2019 and how that even works because you have a really interesting take on the word influencer. I mean, it shouldn't be that revolutionary, but for some (laughs) reason it is because (laughs) I feel like since people started saying influencer, like the, the meaning has really been lost. So if you could speak a bit about what the term influencer means to you, let's start there. Sure. Well, First of all, I want to say up front that I don't think influencer is a dirty word. I -hmm. think that it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate thing. Um, I believe that influencer marketing has been around before social media. If you look back at any type of advertisement with a celebrity endorser or an athlete endorser, that is a form of influencer marketing. So 
influencer marketing in itself is not bad. But my platform is that I don't think that influencer is a job title. I think that a lot of people look at these social media influencers and think, I want to be an influencer. And it's so much more than that. In order to have influence over an audience of people, you have to do something. (laughs) You have to earn it. Um, So you can be many things. You can be a content creator. A lot of people on Instagram consider themselves content creators, and that's totally fine. Uh, You can be a blogger. You can be a vlogger and do videos. You can be a writer. You can be a photographer. Uh, There's a lot of different things. You can be an artist. There's a lot of different things that you can do that are actual job titles. And then once you put that out into the world, then the influence starts to happen. It's not something, it, it has to be authentic is where mm-hmm. I'm going. Yeah, the number of times that I see people with the like Instagram bio that just says influencer. And I'm like, what is, what, for what? Yeah, what do what you are do? What are you doing? <laughs> it tells me nothing. I'm always like, I don't understand. And then, I don't know, I, I it, it's a big pet peeve of mine when people claim to be an influencer when they've never worked with brands. I don't know if that's just me being... <laughs> like a little nitpicky but I'm always like but you've never you've never influenced so yeah. I'm confused um but yeah that's yeah. a gray area but I I love your focus on content creator instead of influencer because that's really what influencer means but I feel like people just jump to say influencer as someone who posts anything online when that's not really the case true I, and we're on the same page <laughs> yes um I yeah that's oh gosh that gets me heated every time I yeah. see it I'm always like what um that confuses me a lot but I think most of it comes from a lack of understanding of what like it oh. takes to actually be an influencer of course of course. Uh, hopefully yeah. no one's just out here trying to be like I'm gonna pretend to be an influencer or something weird like that although that does happen too so that's fun yeah um, well that's so exactly let's... why I started my podcast influencer education which as you mentioned yeah. there's Season one is currently up at the time of this recording. Um, There will be additional seasons at some point. But um, yeah, influencer education was meant because, or or I I created it because I would see the same thing as you. And I thought, you know, there's no handbook to being a content creator. Like you Mm -hmm. you don't wake up and say like, I'm going to be an influencer and a content creator and I'm going to be famous on Instagram. Like, where do I start? You have to figure it all out for yourself. So that's why, that's part of the reason why I, I did my podcast influencer education. Yeah, and I think it's important and it's confusing because it's so necessary sometimes to use Instagram and other social platforms for your blog, but you don't really know how to connect it because a lot of people use Instagram to share parts of their life, but on your blog, you're probably not doing that, I hope. At least it shouldn't be like an online journal. Your blog should have value. So how do you like translate that? You should also be like sharing value through Instagram how do you use Instagram for your blog is what I'm trying to say. It's really sometimes can feel very disconnected, at least to me. I have a hard time making it like I can rationally see how it should be an extension of my blog, but it's really hard to do that in practice. Right. So if you could speak a bit to that. Well, I'm going to say that it's OK if the two accounts are a little bit disconnected. And here's why. You so my I think of my Instagram, my personal Instagram, which is at Fairytale Mindy. I think of it as kind of an extension of my brand, my overall okay. brand. So it's not necessarily connected to my blog, 
And if I publish a blog post on Monday, my Instagram post that I, that I do on Monday might have nothing to do with that article. So, oh, thank God. This is what I do, too. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> so my, <laughs> I actually so validating. Think, yeah, no, I, it's OK. I think of my my Instagram and my blog and also my Facebook and my Twitter. I think of them as their own entities. Um, and I think that's OK. But it, it's all connected to my brand. So, yeah, that's an interesting way to think of it. My biggest issue is that Instagram, for me at least, is not a way to drive traffic. So it's mm-hmm. like the strange disconnect. Like, should what? Why? Just why? Right. <laughs> I just don't understand. It's like doesn't add up to me. Right. Well, I will say that I have a lot of uh, blogger friends who do have good success with driving traffic to their blog, but I feel like it's a bit of an anomaly. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Because like, isn't Instagram's entire point is to keep you in the app as long as possible? So I find it really hard. Right. Just, I just, it's hard. Like, I know I personally don't, it's very rare that I will go from Instagram, follow someone and look for like a link to their blog. This is just an unlikely circumstance. So it's hard to see that. But I like your perspective of how it's just a way to communicate your brand. Yeah. So for example, my Instagram, it's mostly Disney content. So like I said, I started with the Disney weddings and I gained most of my followers through Disney so if I post something that's not Disney, my followers tune out. And Disney is cutthroat, let me just say. <laughs> the Disney Instagram is the scariest place I've ever been. I don't understand most of it. Um, I follow a lot of Disney accounts because I live in Disney World, basically. But oh my gosh, the drama in that community just can't be tamed. I don't know what's happening yeah. there. I try to stay away from the drama. Sometimes the drama finds me, but... You know, I try I try to stay away from it and just focus on my content, my followers, and mm-hmm. I post things for them. Here's the thing about Instagram that a lot of content creators and business owners don't think about is when you have an Instagram and you're not in this industry, you're just using Instagram for yourself. And when you are in this industry, if you're a small business owner, if you're trying to market yourself with Instagram in any way, you need to think about Instagram being for your followers. It's no longer for you. So mm-hmm. anytime you post something, you need to think, what? how are my followers going to feel about this? Are they going to like this? How is it serving them? Is it entertaining them? Is it educating them? Is it, um, is it motivating them? Is it giving them a little pep talk? Is it making their day brighter? Is it making them think about something? You know, any way that you can serve your audience has to be has to be come through in every post that you do. And I think that a lot of small business owners and I I count bloggers and content creators as small business owners. Yes. And freelancers. You're also a small business owner. (laughs) I think that they don't consider that. And so you're not going to be successful on Instagram as a business if you don't post for your followers. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. It's just so hard in practice. Oh, um, yeah. It's not perfect. I mean, if, <laughs> if this was an easy concept, then we would all have millions of followers on Instagram. So true. So. Yeah. Yeah. As a blogger who blogs about blogging, I have a very hard time <laughs> figuring that out. I'm like, what? Who? It's like such a big umbrella. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree with you. When I post content that is geared towards like blogging tips, I do a lot of SEO tips. I'm trying to be more consistent with it, but I don't know. It's like writing a mini blog post every single time. 
and then people send me questions and then it's like a now it's taking up my whole day but things like that um i always get a much higher engagement rate so there is truth to it of course there um, you go yeah and that's a, a good point um i think that's much easier when you're in a very very clear niche which is why i would definitely recommend everyone find a niche and stick to it it's so much easier mm-hmm. to think of your audience when you have that super clearly defined But next, I wanted to talk to you about my favorite topic. I did an episode on this recently, and it's what Instagram strategies don't work. I just did an episode on how to spot people who buy followers because that's my favorite hobby. So I I would love to – you talk a lot about things like loop giveaways, buying followers, and I just want to – I want them to hear it from someone who's not me so they (laughs) know I'm not just making it up because I talk about it all the time. Yeah. And it drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, look, Instagram is a tough business and it's frustrating when you're a content creator and you're playing by the rules and you're not doing anything shady to watch your peers who are using shady practices zoom ahead of you. Um, and I, I know I, I've been doing this for almost 10 years. So I definitely know that it's frustrating. I know that it's tempting And I will say that in my, you know, eight years or so on Instagram or maybe seven years, I have tried all of these things. I have, I've never bought followers and I've never bought likes, but I've done the giveaways. I've done the comment groups. I've done the tour threads. I've done it all. And I can tell you that it's not sustainable. You might see a little boost. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not sustainable and you're not reaching your true ideal client. And I'll go back to this, this theory or this uh, common phrase, not a theory, but like a common phrase in online marketing, which is, would you rather have a hundred followers who visit your blog and buy your products or 10,000 followers who don't care about you at all? I mean, you want those a hundred people who are going to give you money, right? So... I don't think that, you know, it's hard to say in an industry where brands look at numbers. I get it. I get that. But I think that slow and steady wins the race here. And eventually brands are going to catch up, catch on to people who are doing shady practices. And I think that the rise of the quote unquote micro influencer is, is here and it's happening. So totally. I wouldn't yeah, worry I mean, about I work getting with those big numbers. Instagram and I have nothing special. So, so if I could do it, anyone can. Um, well, you do I obviously think... have something special or else the brands I guess, would not yes, work with you. You're right. But I don't have any, you wouldn't look at my numbers and be like, she deserves, like she gets like the big ones because well, it's, I think those days are, happen. are fading. So I think so too. So yeah. So my, we can start with my absolute favorite which is the loop giveaways oh oh gosh loop giveaways are my also my favorite i wrote an entire (laughs) blog post on why i think they're illegal and i i think they're um they're like they're they're not what am i saying they're like not sponsored lottery so it's like a a secret lottery or something like that if you look into the state's rules every state has their own rules generally you will see that you're not allowed to host a giveaway quote unquote because it's not a giveaway because you have to buy into it so it's a lottery yes. so it's bad news y'all yes well that aside and I I don't disagree with you I think mm-hmm. realistically 
Yeah, the, okay, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to get the government has <laughs> get bigger, the government bigger uh, things to do than, here. you know, follow all these $100 loop giveaways. But I wish they did. You're right. And that's why I stopped when this was brought to my attention. I that's when I stopped doing them because I'm very I have a degree in criminal justice. And mm-hmm. I was horrified when I found out that I might be doing something illegal. So well, I it stopped. seems so normal because you see them. You I see, see them like constantly. 15 a day. So I would like unless I had thought about it, I would be like, you know what? this is no big deal everyone's doing it it must be fine yeah but here's the other thing aside from the legality of it when you're doing a loop giveaway all what you're showing okay two things i get really (laughs) i get really pumped up about this i feel it um two things the first thing is that you are not attracting your ideal client you are attracting people who want to win a prize um maybe if you're lucky five to ten percent of those people will stick around and actually find out that they like you. I've had followers um, who have who have found me through a loop giveaway that I've done who have told me years later that that's how they discovered me and they stuck around because they really genuinely enjoyed my content. But mm-hmm. that is very, very rare. So if you do a loop giveaway and you think you're going to gain a thousand followers, maybe if you're lucky, 50 to... 100 of those followers will stick around. Yeah, every and time I see actually, them, I'm like, this is not an effective way to buy yeah, followers Yeah, and they'll actually, point. yeah, and they'll actually, you know, engage with your content. Um, it'll be even less than that. Um, the second thing is that when you do a get, when you post a giveaway, you are telling your current followers that all you care about is getting more followers. Ooh, so that's a good point. You are telling your current followers, like, hey, I don't value you guys on your own, I need more. I need more followers. Because look, people are smart. They know what they know why you're doing the loop giveaway. <laughs> like <laughs> you're not fooling anybody. You're not fooling anybody. So to me, when I when I see that on my own feed, I just think like, uh, okay, this person isn't genuine. This person doesn't care about me as a follower. They're just looking for the next follower. And I think that you should be constantly loving on your current followers and showing them a lot of appreciation so that's why I don't like loop giveaways that was a good point and it definitely looks it looks needy for lack of a better word it's like those these are also really cringe when people post those pictures that's like nobody's engaging with me please Mm. like the next five of my pictures or something like to, to fix the algorithm I'm like oh gosh it looks a little desperate and it also that's not how the algorithm works. <laughs> you know, but I love that they Ugh. think it does. Yeah. It's really funny. But also, it just, oh, it's not a good look. It's not a good not look. a good look for anyone. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I would rather just see you posting normal content or even just post a giveaway with your, yourself or or just like maybe some one other brand. I don't know. That seems more reasonable than, than needing to join 50 other people to give away yes. a handbag. I agree. <sighs> I'm tired of it. So <laughs> that really keeps me up at night. I love going on Social Blade and seeing, you can you can watch, oh, I always watch. When someone does a loop giveaway, you see the big spike and then it will just plummet so yep. fast. And I love that. Um, so you got to find a hobby. But um, <laughs> it's my favorite hobby. Um, so let's talk now that we know what doesn't work, which I love. Um, let's talk about what does work. So I struggle in general, but what does work for me is posting pretty regularly 
and then connecting with other people in my niche. So I will frequently look up similar hashtags like for freelancers, new bloggers, etc. Like people who would make my good target client audience, whatever, and just engaging with their content. And overall, just not worrying about it. I've, I've cared less about the Instagram <laughs> numbers and it's helped me sleep at night. So that's good. Right. But I think it, I always seem to grow more when I'm not so fixated on the numbers. So I'd love to know what you think works for you. Right. And your clients. Right. Well, um, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think that the two things that really work well on Instagram are authenticity and consistency. Mm-hmm. So like you said, posting regularly and people think like, oh my gosh, I have to post three times a day. You uh, don't have to post three times already. a day. You just have to be consistent. So if that means you want to post every day, that's fine. If you that means you want to post three times a week, that's fine too. If you want to post once a week, that's fine too. When I do my business or I, when I do coaching with small business owners, they are so panicked that they have to be posting every day on social media. And I they're so relieved when I tell them that they do not have to. You just have to yeah. be consistent because what you don't want is to have someone find your Instagram and you haven't posted in a couple months and they don't know if you're active, if you're still in business, um, yeah, if you're oh, worth following yeah. because you're not posting anymore. So I think once a week is good if it stresses you out. Um, I do try to post daily, uh, but sometimes I miss a day and I don't, I, I'm not hard on myself when I do. So, and then connecting with others in your niche is definitely good. Um, I do, uh, I go through um, Instagram and I do what I heard in a different program, a different social media program I took a couple years ago and it's called Niche Neighborhooding. It's when you oh, find- Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, yeah, I can't take credit for that. It was, um, <laughs> it's a, a online marketer uh, named Rachel Miller. She does a, a great Facebook course if you wanna look her up. Um, huh. But. Uh, so she does niche neighborhooding, or she suggests niche neighborhooding, which is where you uh, find other accounts in your niche and you interact with them. You leave comments for them. You um, you see who uh, is following them and you go and look at those accounts and look for accounts that you genuinely think that they would be your ideal client or that they just seem really cool and interesting to you and leave them some comments and like their photos. And that's how people get discovered you know you can post the best content in the world on instagram but if you're not going to other accounts and letting them know you exist you're never going to be seen so i do spend some time using the hashtags and using the explore feed to find other accounts in my niche that i think are interesting and then um you're right about just not you know sometimes the best strategy is to not really have a strategy Um, (laughs) well then I'm doing it right (laughs) (laughs) Um, and to not really stress about it because I feel like the people who you know take it really really seriously and study it you know a little too hard and a little too a little too intently um, and then you know really stress themselves out by thinking like okay I have to post at 9 a.m. every single day and then I have to spend 30 minutes responding to comments. I think it's good to respond to comments as soon yeah. as you can. But the people who are really militant about it are going to ultimately come to hate the platform because yeah, that's it, a good way to burn out. It's not fun anymore. Um, so I I think that it's good to uh, take a look at your insights and see what your audience is responding to, but it doesn't have to you know take over your life and your business. 
Yeah, I saw this one thing recently on some Facebook group I was in where uh, a really popular blogger suggested always commenting on like the first three photos you see in your feed. And I was like, that's so interesting because I so often will just scroll through the feed and I do not stop and engage in any way. And I was like, why am I not doing that? Mm -hmm. Because these could be accounts that I could build a relationship with or that might reciprocate, something Mm -hmm. like that. And I've noticed now every time I look at Instagram, which hopefully isn't that frequently, but honestly it is. And I try to um, make a point of engaging with the first few things that I see on my feed. And I've noticed a difference and it's not very stressful. I don't have to go searching anywhere. It's just like being mindful of the things that you're seeing and remembering to interact because it's so easy to just like something and just move on. But I think when you take that extra step with a comment or something, it just really changes the game a little bit. So yeah, that was an interesting tip that I learned on the internet. I mean, think about it. If you like getting comments, then other people like getting comments, right? (laughs) So why wouldn't you? Simple science. Why wouldn't you be? It's so simple. Yeah, it's so simple. Like, be a good Instagram friend, be a good Instagram neighbor, and you know, give give love to people. You can't expect to be loved on if you're not going to give love, you know, in the first place. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, but yeah, that was just like an easy way to think about it. I don't know. I was, I was like shook when I saw that. I was like, what a smart idea. So that was interesting. But can you talk a bit about Instagram stories? Because I oh, sure. don't like them oh, and yeah. I see you use them all the time and yeah. I need help. So oh. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> I love Instagram stories. I just think that, um, you know, I, I also really liked Snapchat before Instagram stories came along. And Mm -hmm. I just really love the real-time authenticity of it. I think that we're moving away from these perfectly curated Instagram photos. And people want to really make a real-life connection with the people that they're following and feel like they really know them. You know, they know, um, this might sound a little creepy, but like people know what color my sofa is because I do so many stories from (laughs) from my living room. That's a good point. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I don't care about that, but I feel like it gives, <laughs> it gives a, a connection, you know, it really like people can like see how I live and see what I'm doing day to day. So it's definitely not for everybody, but I think that it definitely helps to build that no like and trust factor that we should all be striving for with our audience. So I mm-hmm. love stories. What I'm curious why, uh, why you've shied away. I post on them pretty frequently. I hate showing my face. I don't know why, because I do a podcast. So like, clearly I'm comfortable talking to people, but I don't know. I find it so intimidating to just like, I've done it several times where I have done a video and it's been fine. I don't know why I think it's like a big deal, but for some reason, the thought of like in public pulling out my phone and just like talking to it is just a barrier I cannot get through. I keep setting challenges for myself and I'm hoping that I will get there, but I find it so intimidating. I love watching other people's stories where they talk to themselves and I don't think it's weird at all, but for some (laughs) reason when it's me, I just, I'm like, what is happening? Who is she? I can't do it. I don't know. I get it. Uh, I, I mean, therapy. That, I think that's common. I think that's a common feeling where people feel really stupid just talking to themselves. I mean, when I when I do my stories, it's a lot of time it's either me in my living room or me at my desk and I'm just literally talking to nobody. Um, but, but I do that all day. Why can't I do it all? <laughs> but I so, love talking to myself. I get the I get the feeling of it feeling weird. Uh, but then I know I know that I'm going to get a good response and I know that people are going to 
hopefully enjoy what I have to say and maybe they're related, they can relate to it and Mm -hmm. I'll get a lot of messages and that makes Instagram happy. You know, that engagement makes Instagram happy and it makes my followers happy and my audience happy and it makes me happy. So (laughs) that's why I do it. But it takes, you know, look, I, I grew up doing theater as a child. Um, I did, yeah, I was in the choir and dance teams and oh, you've I been have, training for this your I whole have no life. problem putting my face in front of people so there's a little bit of that but it does take practice um and I do I actually have an article on joysocial.net I'll maybe give you the link and you can yeah um, I should include, include this it. I know I'm not the only one who feels this way but I definitely oh gosh I, I can't get over it I just need to I know I just need to, but I, oh gosh, it yeah. like keeps me up at night. Well, first of so all, no, nobody needs to be on Instagram stories. I do <laughs> think that true. it's incredibly helpful for developing that relationship with your followers and your audience and, mm-hmm. and for even uh, meeting new people who might stumble upon your stories through a hashtag or a location tag or something like that. So if you, uh, my, my quick advice, we can link to the article, but my quick advice is to just practice when you're in your office or at home alone so you're not in public and people aren't watching you talk to your phone Um, (laughs) and ask your followers a question something about your niche just ask them a question and you'll start to get responses and then you become addicted (laughs) that's a good idea I have not been very interactive on it I have been with not my face but I haven't been interactive with my face so maybe I'll add that component in yeah. That might be a little less intimidating. Um, but yeah, I love seeing when bloggers share like their daily lives. And I've had so many ideas. I was like, I should just go through like my day as a freelancer because I get so many questions about what that even looks like. I should just show yeah, people. That's perfect. But I'm just like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. I used to study film. Like I went, I almost went to college to be a filmmaker and I'm over here unable to <laughs> hold the camera to my face. <laughs> so it's funny irony how that works out. But well, you're not alone. thank god for that so awesome those were good tips can you share your final thoughts like someone who's just out of college they have a blog they want to start being more active on instagram and they want to grow their instagram what would you recommend they do sure well first of all i'll go back to something we've already talked about which i feel like in order to be successful on instagram you do have to have amazing content You have to have unique content. So your photos have to be interesting. They have to be unlike anything else that's out there. And I I know that's a tall order, but everyone has their own unique style and their own unique personality. And so I think that if you couple that authenticity with unique content, then you're going to be more successful than if you just post the uh, kind of the more generic mirror selfie and a stack of macaroons next to a latte. (laughs) I Um, love macaroons next to latte. I I love them too. They're delicious, (laughs) but they're all over Instagram and it's a little boring. Um, So I think that you have to be unique. You have to be authentic. Um, You have to put your followers first. So again, you can post things that you find interesting, but you have to think, how is this going to serve my followers uh, what is it going to do for them is it going to entertain them is it going to make them laugh is it going to inspire them um, I think that definitely asking questions in your comment and getting try to get a conversation going is helpful and again just being consistent so you don't have to post five times a day 
Um, but what I don't want you guys to do is post five times a day and then don't post for a month. So Uh. fine, you know, set a schedule if you need to. Um, and I'll talk in a second about how, uh, you can get a printable schedule, uh, planner from me. Um, but yeah, just create a schedule, be authentic, um, post for your followers, not for you. Uh, if you can be in a very specific niche, that's helpful. And just, uh, you know, stay active, um, respond to every comment, respond to every direct message, um, go into other people's accounts and like their, their photos and comment on their stuff, you know, be a good Instagram niche friend, neighbor. niche, be a good niche neighbor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that all the time now. Yeah, no, it's a great phrase. Um, but amazing. yeah, I mean, uh, this all sounds very simple. And again, if it was easy, we would all be super successful on Instagram. But mm-hmm. it, it really does. I do think that it's a it's a long game. And I do think that, again, the rise of the, the micro influencer with less than 10,000 followers is going to start becoming bigger and bigger. So just be yourself, be consistent and be a good Instagram friend. Amazing. Everyone should be taking notes. Great. So let everyone know where they can find you so they can get more of your fabulous content. Thank you. So uh, I have a lot. I have a lot of places. <laughs> um, so my blog again is thisfairytalelife.com. My social media website is joysocial.net. And my podcast is Influencer Education. can be found on Apple, Google, and Spotify right now. And then uh, on Instagram, I am at fairytalemindy, M-I-N-D-Y, um, on Twitter too, at fairytalemindy. And then I will um, set up a, a special link for your listeners on my website cool. where you can get my social media toolkit, which includes um, a bunch of things. It includes an ebook. It includes a mini course about how to get your first or next 1,000 followers on Instagram and uh, it includes that printable um, posting schedule that you can use. So you can go to joysocial.net slash offbeatgrad and you can download that. Amazing. Okay, cool. Everyone should get that because it sounds really useful. <laughs> and I need a schedule too, so <laughs> I will also be getting it. Um, but great. that's great. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me, Sam. This was super fun. That's it for today's episode. I hope you guys learned a little bit about Instagram and what works and what doesn't. And definitely check out the show notes for all of Mindy's links and her free downloads because they sound really helpful. So big thank you to Mindy for joining me on this week's episode. And I hope you all have a productive week. See you Thursday.